Welcome to the Spark Youth Podcast. Spark is the youth ministry of the Enfield and Strathfield Anglican Church. Our mission is to gather to hear God's word, to grow in Christ's likeness, and to go in prayerful proclamation. To find out more about us, you can go to our website at fields.org.au forward slash spark, or you can find us on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash youth underscore of underscore spark. But Paul still makes it, um, he seems to give this idea that if you're part of a church family and belong to Christ, then um, in particular, older members of the family are actually in some way mothers to their spiritually younger children. So um, it's a kind of a question we want to raise. Um, how much do you know and love and care for kids in our family um, that aren't your own? Um, the other image that Paul uses there is also, he also was like a father and he uses it in that passage as a way to speak about exhortation and teaching and helping them to follow the commands of God. So um, in the same way, um, fathers have a key responsibility to teach their sons. Um, uh, I guess it raises a question, how much do you um, actually uh, think about and practice teaching other people's kids the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ? So um, we want to raise some of these questions today because we believe that kind of church family and church relationships are really key to growing our young kids um, in the gospel. So I'm going to hand over the mic. This is going to help us think a bit more kind of um, broadly about that. <clears throat> Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> sounds like I'm thanking myself. <laughs> um, that mic, thank you. Um, yeah, so I know, just thinking about... Um, piggybacking off that passage, thinking about the importance of our church family in forming relationships with our kids and youth and forming their faith. Um, just thinking about um, yeah, how university and, and beyond for the faith of our kids, uh, Fuller Youth Institute uh, did a study of 500 youth group graduates and they looked at the growth of those uh, youth and, and to see how they went with sticking to their youth post-school and they found as many as 50% of kids who are connected to a youth group when they graduated failed to stick with um, their faith when they went on to uni or, or work or whatever else. And so um, knowing that once youth graduate, they're, they're opened to um, so many, they're dislocated from their Christian community, they face temptations, pressures, objections to their faith. And, and we know it's becoming increasingly hard for our, for our youth um, and our kids, even at school, uh, in working out how do they stick to Jesus when there are so many people telling them that there are better ways to live or that there's something wrong with their faith? How can we support them to persevere against the tides of secularism, of doubt, of temptation? And so the key thing we want to focus on today, Mike and I, is that faith formation in our young people is a community project. Faith formation in our young people is a community project. In other words, you've probably heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child, so to speak. And um, I've got a diagram coming up on the screen. It's um, the picture of a one-eared Mickey Mouse. And it's an image that's sometimes used to describe the relationship between youth and kids ministry and the rest of the church. And so the large circle represents the life of the church and the adult congregations, Mickey Mouse's head. And the smaller circle, the kids and youth ministry, Mickey Mouse's one ear, loosely attached off to the side. 
Now, obviously, we all want to see our youth grow as disciples of, of Jesus and our kids. Um, and we're all, but, but church should be um, viewed, I think, as a, um, a second family for our youth and our kids. So I think w- we want to see that, that kids and youth, the goal should be to, as much as we can, involve it into the, the life of our church congregations, of our broader family, have the mindset that our kids and youth are part of our church now. And as a family, um, the church community is where kids and teenagers see models of godly decisions being made by young adults and um, other adults who are their older brothers and sisters, where they can learn from models of long-term faithfulness in their grandparents in the faith even, where young people from broken and divided homes can find role models and advocates in their spiritual parents at, at church. And it's not just the traffic goes one way, that it's all the benefit going towards the kids and youth, but young people have optimism, creativity, energy, and can energise our, our whole church. Adults ha- who have no children of their own, along with those who have family relationships that have broken as a result of their commitment to Christ, as we know in Mark 10, it says, they receive a hundred times as much in this present age, brothers, sisters, children. Um, Several years ago, a guy called Richard Ross, a pioneer in the field of family ministry, predicted that at some point in the future, here's the quote, teenagers will only experience church life with people almost precisely their own age. Adults will find no ways to bless children, must less even see them. Young people will be cut off from the richness of almost all adult relationships. And most importantly, they will not see members of their own families until it's time to meet at their cars to go home. So for now, um, am I correct in suggesting that though a separation of age groups in the church um, can be valuable, it can also sometimes undermine the blessing of the entire church community in the way it helps form the faith of our young people. And so some dangers um, of being in an age-segregated church um, or heavily segregated church, that, that the church might not perceive parents as the primary responsibility of raising their kids, that age-specific ministries in the church are increasingly expected to have the primary role of the, in the faith of their kids and young people, and that some children and youth might experience church in um, isolation from much of the wider church body. And so there's a book that I, I read that's really helpful, and I've mentioned it before. It's called Sticky Faith. And a key principle that relates to intergenerational ministry that we're focusing on today is that teens who have five adults invested in them are less likely to leave the church. So kids and teens uh, who have five adults invested in them are less likely to leave the church. And so we need a new five-to-one ratio. Sometimes you've heard of maybe the one leader to every five kids. Maybe in a classroom it might be more than that. But we need to be thinking five adults for every one kid or youth, I think is a helpful thing to aim for. And so we're going to be discussing what challenges we might face in our own context or personally to achieving that kind of goal where our church community is involved in the life and the faith formation of our young people.